Hey, Fairfax, I'm so sad that I can't be with you this weekend. I'm actually out in Denver at a convention for the Church of God, our denomination that we're a part of. Um, but you're gonna have the opportunity today to have a very special kind of extended worship experience that our worship team is gonna be leading you in. It's an opportunity really to just experience God in a fresh, new way. And so I'm praying for you. I pray that you will experience the presence of God and His Holy Spirit today. And uh, I'm really excited about next uh, weekend. Next weekend, we're gonna be gathering for our July 4th outdoor service. We have some special surprises that are gonna make it just a really cool time of coming together. And uh, so hope that you'll be there. We're not gonna be streaming the service. So if you're gonna experience it, you're gonna have to be there in person and make sure that you bring a lawn chair. Uh, that'll be the seating uh, that's provided. It's a great way for us to kick off the summer. And so we'll see you next weekend. Well, welcome to church. Good morning. Good morning. We're super excited to be here with you. This is normally the time in the service where we would have already left the stage, but we're still here. We're still here. Yeah, you can clap for that. That's really encouraging. <laughs> we're so excited as a team, and I'm personally so grateful to Pastor Rod for trusting us um, to spend this weekend with you in a special extended time of worship. Most of you probably know me, but my name is Kayla. I am the creative arts director here at Fairfax. And while I'm at it, I'm going to introduce you to everybody else on the stage. So to the right, I have Mary Callie Lamons, who is a dear friend of mine and worship leader here on staff, also a development coordinator for the rest of our team. Yeah. She is that great. And then right behind her, we have her husband, Logan Lamons, who is our music and tech director on drums. I can't clap, but like, you know. <laughs> to the right, we have Josue Elena on bass. With the fly kicks that I'm jealous of. Behind me, we have Wendy Rivera on keys. She's incredible. And last but not least, we have Lauren King on electric guitar. That's what's up. So first of all, I have to tell you this weekend, I can't stress this enough, this weekend is an answer to so many countless prayers. So many. And God has been putting a such a restlessness on my heart for a long time and a restlessness really on all of us on staff for what's next for worship in this church. Um, God is always doing something new, and with all of the changes that we've had over the last year plus with COVID, I just, I can't chalk it all up to coincidence anymore. Everything that we've gone through, all the things that we thought we wouldn't experience, but we have, and especially after last weekend here as a church worshiping together, I have just come to terms with the fact that none of it is a coincidence and that all of it is part of a plan. It's part of God's plan. And he's trying to say something to us in this church in 2021. And we just need to kind of take a little bit of time to listen. And that's really a word for me. I'm not, I'm not adding anybody, that's for me. 
So this weekend is gonna be our yes. And we're gonna worship in a couple of new ways and we're just gonna make space for God and we're gonna come back to our why. Why are we here? Why do we worship? Who are we? Who is God? And the main way that we're gonna do that is by stretching our capacities and our understandings of worship. So there are two big whys that I wanna share with you before we continue. And we're gonna continue to worship, right? Because all of this, even what I'm doing right now, is worship. Worship doesn't just only happen when we're playing songs or when I'm adding melody to the words that I'm saying or I'm reading what's on the monitors. Worship is so much more than that. Worship in its simplest form is anything that points to who God is. And while we're at it, praise is anything that thanks him for that. And there are so many things, so many things that I could say to you today. Um, but in my time with the Lord, these were the two things that stuck out. And he said, Kayla, you're making it too complicated <laughs> and you're telling them too much. And it's really two very simple things. The first is this. Number one, you were created to worship God. That's what you were created for. You weren't created just to do the job that you do eight hours a day, five days a week. You weren't created to do any of the things that you do. You were created to be a child of God and to worship him. Whoever you are, whatever you have done, wherever you find yourself today, you were created by God, for God, you were created in his image, every single one of you, and you have been intimately known and loved by God before time began. So worship isn't about whether you can sing or whether you're extroverted. It's not about what you can do at all. It's about who you are and whose you are. One of my favorite um, passages from Luke is Luke 19 where the Pharisees are trying to get people to stop worshiping Jesus. People are crying out, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And they're like, stop. And Jesus turns and he says, if they are silent, the rocks will cry out. Every single part of this planet, including us, was created to worship God. It was created to point back to the one that created it. So if you think that you're not qualified or you don't know how I'm telling you that by the fact that you exist today, that you're alive and that there's air in your lungs today, that you were created to worship the God of the universe. So that's the first thing. Number two is that worship changes everything. It changes everything, absolutely everything. It changes the atmosphere. It takes your eyes off of you and it puts them back on him. It's not just a lyric in a song at all. It is how we fight our battles. And it's not our last resort. Sometimes it is, but it should be our first defense. It feels like it won't do anything. I'm telling you that that's a lie. I'm telling you that that's a lie. If you feel defenseless or you feel weak, or you feel alone in what you're going through right now, let me tell you that when you worship, when you declare truth over your life, 
And when you call on the name of Jesus, you are putting on what Ephesians calls the armor of God. And sooner or later, your life story is gonna start resembling something that you thought was only possible in scripture. And I can tell you this because um, part of my story is, so I grew up in this church, this church. Um, and I remember for years, for years actually, I came to this church and nobody actually knew who I was and I didn't know anybody. And I would sit in the very back behind the production booth so not just in the back here, like behind the production booth where Pastor Rod, there was no way that he could see me because um, I didn't want to be seen. Um, I really was contemplating why I was even here. And this was not too long ago. Um, just nothing was going right in my life. So I went from going and sitting back there sobbing on the weekends that I would show up to standing here today on the stage telling you that this matters and telling you that Jesus changes lives and worship changes everything. Absolutely everything. I'm unrecognizable from who I was back then. And it's not because I sat in the back of the sanctuary. It's because I wasn't in it and I wasn't bringing worship with me. I wasn't using it. I wasn't engaging in my relationship with God. So when I made a decision to bring worship with me, to no longer be alone, to no longer be defenseless, to bring the God of the universe with me into my everyday life, that's when everything changed. And we wanna invite you to experience the same because my story is not special. It's not unique. It's not unique that God changed my life. It's not unique that I'm a new creation. It's something that's available to every single one of us. And it's something that he so desperately wants us to receive. So we have our whys, but we wanted to break it down into something that's really practical for you guys. Mary Callie and I have gone through um, this book called Holy Roar by Chris Tomlin. I would highly recommend it if you're looking for some additional reading. Um, but in it, he goes through the seven words of praise that are found in scripture. So there are seven different Hebrew words for, that we translate as praise. So if you go into your Bible, it's gonna say in the Psalms, Old Testament, New Testament, praise, 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 praise. But there are actually seven different calls, seven different ways to praise God. The English language is just, in general, really limited. I'm sure that you've heard the same thing with the word love in the original Greek. There's actually four, four, four words for love in scripture. We all translate them as love, but there's different ones. It's the same thing, but it's with praise, except in the original Hebrew. So that's why the Bible and worship are inseparable. You can't do one without the other. Everything we do up here, every instrument played, words sung, cameras operated, all of it, if we're doing our job right, it's informed by the living, breathing word of God. So I'm gonna run through the living, breathing word of God right now, and then we're gonna have the opportunity to practice them individually. So there's seven. The first is this. It's yada, which is the hands of praise. 
doesn't have to necessarily be all the way up in the air, but it's worshiping with your hands in some fashion. My journey started from here to here to here to here to here. Two is uh, tada, which is the expectation of praise. It's expecting God to move. It's expecting him to do something. And it's like you're a little kid and you just can't wait to see what God is gonna do. Number three, there's Barak, which is a posture of praise. So it's, it's posturing your body, posturing your physical self in a posture of praise. And don't get me wrong, God knows your heart. But it's not about that, it's about thanking him for that, it's about responding to that. So in scripture, really it talks about kneeling and having your eyes up looking to, to God. Number four is Tehillah, which is the songs of praise, specifically um, spontaneous song. So a song that comes from the heart. Six is Zamar, which is the, mu oh, five, sorry. Zamar is the music of praise. So it's anything that you're using, playing an instrument, worshiping the Lord. I got all my numbers mixed up. The next one is Halal, which is the fools of praise, which is being foolish, which is being like a child, which is dancing. It's having joy in praising and thanking God for who he is. We're commanded to do that in scripture. And the last one is Shabbat, which is the shout of praise, a shout of praise unto the Lord. So these seven words of praise, seven ways to praise God that scripture gave us, they're gonna be the framework for the rest of our time together. And it's our hope and our prayer that you'll find freedom in these words. You'll find freedom to express your worship to God in a new way and ultimately experience God in a new way. So to start off, we're gonna sing a really special song and it's called The Heart of Worship. And it's a song that I think most of us know and it's a song that we always come back to when we're trying to recenter ourselves. We're trying to really boil it down and be like, okay, why, why what are we doing? Why are we doing this? And it talks about taking everything away and getting back to the heart of worship. And that it's all about God. So as we sing this song, I want you to think of those seven words. And think about the ones that you rely on. And that's okay. Because we were all, like I said, created in the image of God, but we were all created differently. We all reflect a different fragment of who he is. So our goal here today is not to make us all the same. I love that you guys worship in different ways. I love it. So that is not our goal. But we do want to think about the ones you rely on and ask God to bring you closer to his heart and to teach you something new and ask him to help you get to the heart of worship and maybe it's going deeper in the things that you already do. Maybe it's trying something entirely new. Whatever that looks like for you, we're just gonna open up in prayer. Heavenly Father, we open up ourselves entirely to you. We wanna reveal everything that we came in with today. We don't wanna change any of it. We wanna bring the doubts that we have. We wanna bring the insecurities 
We wanna bring the discomfort. We wanna just bring everything that makes us who we are to you right now in its form today, not in the form that we wish it was. We wanna bring you us today where we stand. We wanna ask you to have your way in us. Not the pretty version of me. Have your way in who I am and let that be worship unto you, God. We ask you to teach us. We ask you to give us humble hearts that are open to new things. God, because you are always doing a new thing. God, have your way. Even if I don't like it, even if it's not what we had planned, Lord, Lord, I pray that you just come rushing in and that you would have your way and that everything that happens would not be a reflection of who we are, Lord, but at the end of the day, we would be able to empty ourselves enough that everything would be a reflection of you. God, we don't want it if you're not in it, Lord. And, and we say a collective yes today to you. We say yes to you, God. And we declare that it is all about you. In Jesus' name, amen. It's in those moments where it becomes so critical to reach for other tools in our toolbox, right? To keep expressing our worship to him. And as Kayla said, there are so many ways of doing that. And uh, I remember the first time I discovered the hands of praise, the posture of praise. I remember being in a worship set and feeling so overwhelmed with his love, so overcome by what he had done for me, even though I am so undeserving, that all I felt like I could do was just lift my hands. I just wanted to express externally what was happening already internally. And as I, I stood there wanting to lift my hands, I looked around, you know, you kind of peek around you, and nobody else was lifting their hands, and not many people were singing, and I felt so uncomfortable. I felt in that moment, I started to become aware of the people around me. I started to become afraid of, of people's opinions. What were people gonna think of me? Am I gonna be all of a sudden the center of attention? Um, and then a miracle happened and God, all the things that I just described, his love, his mercy, his grace, his patience with me, all of that overwhelmed me to a degree that was so much greater than what I cared about other people's opinions of me. It became so much more important that I just commit to what the moment was, that he was showing me his love. How could I not? How can I not? The Bible literally says, how can we not give an expression of worship? as a reasonable sacrifice is what Romans 12 says. It's a reasonable sacrifice. And so in that moment, I, I just gave in 
and I surrendered to that, that feeling, that moment, and I lifted my hands and it brought such a sweet connection that I didn't even realize I had been yearning for with him. And with it came this sweet surrender that continued and has continued through my life that doesn't just stop it. So I lifted my hands and now it's the cool thing. I, I lifted my hands and it, it became this release, this expression of surrender. Again, surrendering, externally showing what was already happening internally. And that's what we're talking about. That's that release, that expression of praise is what's referred to in the Bible, that, that yada, the, the hands of praise, using your hands to express that posture of praise, that barak, right? And then there are other times when we have so many words that we're just overwhelmed <laughs> and we just wanna sing out, we just wanna declare, we can't keep it bottled up anymore. We have to say and pray and sing and declare who he is. I love a, a couple weekends ago, we were all worshiping together and Rod came up on the stage and he asked us to just start saying out loud the attributes of God that we know to be true. And how powerful was that? To just say it out loud. And we could all hear, we could all feel it, that it was just, it was already there. It's already bottled up inside. We just wanna let it out. Because when you experience his love, you can't keep it in anymore, right? And one of the words that we're gonna meditate on today is Tehillah, and that is a song of praise. And that is what, in Psalm 96, the Bible says to sing a new song to the Lord. A new song. And I'm not talking about, you know, singing a new song that we're introducing, that there are lyrics on a screen that we're following because I know that God has given all of us a song. It doesn't matter if you're musical. It doesn't matter if you can sing on pitch. <laughs> what matters is that God has filled us <laughs> with a way to express love towards him. And that's the heart of worship. And so as we move forward, this last word, that I'm gonna talk about this, this, we wanna walk forward in this toda, this expectation of praise. We're gonna believe in faith and we're gonna expect that God is gonna melt away all of the opinions of man, whether they're real or not, just that fear of what people think. We're gonna melt away any inhibitions in us that would come against what God has created us to do in worship. We're gonna move forward and we're gonna use this time to really use these tools, these the hands of praise, the posture of praise, these new songs of praise. And we invite you, we encourage you, and we challenge you to use those tools with expectation. God is gonna break through in our lives today. I'm saying all of us, all of us. And so as we sing this next song about surrender, use your hands. You can lift them. You can posture yourself to receive. You can kneel. You can pace around the room if you want to. 
we invite you to just use this space. Use this space. We're not gonna think about, this is a no judgment zone, right? We're not gonna think about the people around us. We're gonna think about what the Holy Spirit is doing right now inside of us and just respond to that with obedience and with expectation. Come on, let's surrender to him today. to you, that we want to tell you how much we love you, how much we adore you, who you are to us, God. We do that in music right now. We celebrate with music because as you can tell, it is so powerful in a way that we can't understand. It is a gift from the Lord. also call to the fools of praise to be foolish or halal it comes from hallelujah it comes from hallelujah because praise is a celebration that you're no longer who and where you've been but that God has adopted you as a child it's that feeling when you first realize how loved you are. It's the kind of praise that you had as a kid before the world told you not to. It's the kind that you don't just hear it, but you can see it and you can know that God is real. There is evidence of God. And finally, we have shout. Shout to the Lord to give him glory and to declare victory in his name. So some of you are already standing, I love it. We're all gonna stand together for the rest of the service, the rest of the time that we have. We only have a couple minutes together. And I wanna tell you about something that God put on my heart. Some of you know the, stare, the story of the walls of Jericho in the book of Joshua. So the Israelites, they'd finally entered the promised land. They're ready to go and they encounter a city that is completely walled all around. So they start gearing up for battle. They start gearing up, they're readying their troops, they're readying their swords, they're ready to fight for what God has promised them. But then an angel of the Lord appeared to Joshua. And he said, yeah, you're gonna take this city, but you're not gonna take it with swords. You're not gonna take it with fighting. And what you're gonna do is for a whole week, you're going to shout to the Lord and you're going to play trumpets and you're gonna circle around the walls of the city. For six days, they circled around the walls of the city. And on the seventh day, 
On the seventh day, scripture says this, it says, when the trumpets sounded and the people shouted, and at the sound of the trumpet, what people gave a loud shout, and in the name of Jesus, the wall collapsed. So every man charged straight in. They charged straight in and they took the city. I want you to imagine every single one of your personal Jerichos falling at the shout of the name of Jesus as you shout to the Lord this morning. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what's preventing you from walking where God has promised you this morning. But let me tell you, as you shout to the Lord, watch what happens. Watch what happens as you worship. Watch what happens as you declare his name. Watch what happens as you do something without being scared of being foolish or looking ridiculous or being wrong. Watch what happens when you call on the name of Jesus in your life. We're gonna sing the rest of this in his precious and holy name and we're gonna use everything we have, everything we have left to shout to the Lord, amen.